This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. I am so f***ing excited to tell you that my movie, The Machine, will be in theaters May 25th, Memorial Day weekend. Put it on your calendars. Memorial Day weekend, The Machine is going into theaters. Only theaters, only theaters. Opening wide across the country. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's because of you guys, because of the positive comments that you shared when I posted it and I leaked the trailer on my Instagram. I leaked the trailer on my YouTube. All the positivity you guys did, all the sharing. I know exactly the metrics of that and it did very well. And it is because of you that this movie will be in theaters. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I can't tell you how happy I am. Hey guys, brand new podcast, Top Soft World Tour. I think if I'm not mistaken, I am in London today. London or Manchester, maybe Athens, but we'll be in Glasgow, Newcastle, Amsterdam, Antwerp, Manchester, Birmingham, Top Soft World Tour, all through Europe. And then we go back to the States, February 2nd, Williamsport, Hershey, Boston, Banger, next weekend. We have added a fourth show, a fourth fucking show at the Mullet Theater, uh, the Mullet Arena in Tempe, Arizona for Super Bowl weekend. We're there February 8th. To February 11th, and then Savannah, Georgia, and I'm coming home to Tampa. The Emily Arena, Tampa. The Emily Arena, Tampa. The Emily Arena. And then the next day in Orlando, and then on to Cedar Rapids. I'm going to be taking Cedar Rapids, Green Bay, Minneapolis, Grand Forks, and Fargo, all with Gareth Reynolds. He was on the podcast. We talked about it. And then March 1st through March 5th, I am in Canada, and I'm bringing Ian Bag with me. Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Calgary, Kelowna, uh, Bismarck, Sioux Falls. The tour goes on through the rest of the year, and then we got other things to announce. But right now, I want to I want to talk to you about this podcast. This podcast is with the guy I just mentioned who will be with me in Canada. He said to me, Bert, I wish I was going to be with you in April in New Zealand and Australia. Oh, that's right. I'm going in April 17th to Auckland. And then uh, Terraro, New Zealand, Melbourne, Torrensville, Perth, South Brisbane, Sydney. I can't fucking wait. But this guy 
is a guy that me and Tom, he's one, Tom and I favorite comic. We love this guy. He is the most original dude on stage you'll ever see. We talked about him on Rogan, and everyone started hitting us up going, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving props to Ian Bag. He is the fucking greatest, and he is the greatest. We have him here in the podcast studio. We just I've known Ian forever. forever. We just bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my buddy, stand-up comedian, coming with me in, in Canada. Ian Bag. This is the Wait, you're getting a, you did the sleep finger test? Yes. I did that and then I sent it and then they never sent, and then they sent me, have you seen the fucking mask? Uh, I don't, I'm just like, no, I guess I'll die. That's what I'm thinking. Dude, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know who, what animal can sleep with that. It's, it's, uh, my wife said divorce, actually. She said, you have to figure out a different way. Really? So I'll, I'll wear the, the no, no straps, whatever I have to do. Sweet. Okay. I just took a picture of me. I got it. First of all, it's very, like, I have a weird thing. Uh, like I drive bogeys. You keep it going. No, 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 okay, no. I do. It. I do. I just worked out today. I'm going to the doctor right, tomorrow. So yeah. I'm fucking training for it nice i'm going to the doctor tomorrow too. what are you are you doing the well i already general? did my stuff yeah i did my tests like i wanted i was so i went in i was peeing a lot really right? yes yeah, so i was like and a friend of uh you might know him uh jeff burton you know jeff burton from st yeah. louis yeah he died of prostate cancer what yeah in the summer so i've been freaking out about Wait, what yeah shut the fuck up so i've been freaking out about prostate because i i was talking to him and i thought he was getting better and then all of a sudden he died Wait, so, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. God damn it. This isn't what I want to talk about. This fucking freaks me out. This fucking freaks me out. Well, if I'm freaking, you're freaking. That's what that so wait, what, how, how often do you go to the doctor? I uh, hadn't been for a year, right? Oh, so yeah, yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah. And then, so I just started, I was peeing a lot and I was like, oh, fuck. I got the prosty. <laughs> right? So I go to the doctor and I talk to her and and she gets me some blood tests, but she goes, do you want the finger or do you want the, uh, do you, you can have the ultrasound. ultrasound. So I'm like, yeah, I didn't know you could have an you ultrasound. You just put an ultrasound up your ass? No, and I was right, on, on your, on oh, your, tum oh, oh, on your oh, tummy. Oh. They, but that's what I was, afterwards I was like, I that's was what thinking. I thought. I thought they just put it on your taint. <laughs> well, no, I, they did an ultrasound to Liam when she got pregnant for the first time. Yeah. And she... They, it was like a huge dildo. It was like an ergonomic dildo. I used to do a bit about it, and they were like, it was like if, if Ikea made dildos. <laughs> and they put it, in, they put a condom on it, and then they put it inside her, and then they ultra-wanded her. So no, as I, soon as you said that, I was like, that thing up my ass. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How many times did she come? <laughs> <laughs> she made a noise I had never heard before. She's like, ah! And I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> you should have been like, this little thing? Oh. oh. <laughs> So, so then you, the doctors gave you the finger in the ass. No, I didn't get the finger. I got the, I got the, uh, stomach the wand. wand yeah, yeah. But it, it got worse for me. So I go to the doctor, right. I, I go to get the thing. Right. And I'm in the waiting room, but you have to drink a bunch of water and I'm in the waiting room for an hour. Right. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to piss my pants because I'm already peeing a lot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm full of like extra water now. So I go to the front and they go, you're still here. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm right there. They go, oh, you're supposed to be in an hour ago. And then they couldn't find me in the schedule. So I'm just like, I got to piss. I'm sorry. I got to go. Right. So I had to come back and do it again, but everything turned out fine for yeah. me. My walnut was a size it was supposed to be. And uh, yeah, I did. Uh, so I did a comprehensive, like full concierge comprehensive exam in July. What's that? Was that for insurance? No, it was fucking 
I was stoned. Did you just fall asleep? No, was, no, it's my, it's my sleep apnea. I was, I was drunk and I was a little high and my brother-in-law had gotten it and we were all sitting there and I go, fuck it, I'm doing it. Oh, who, you should, it's preventative medicine. Right. You should know. So I scheduled it and then I pushed it like four or five times. I was like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I got a big tour to do. I got this. I got that. I got right, so much right, shit yeah, on my yeah. plate. And then finally I did it in July, July 19th. I did it. And then I got all my results back. And they were all fine. Everything was fine. My blood pressure was. What's your blood pressure? Uh, well, today it was one twenty over eighty five. See, mine's one thirty to one forty over eighty. That's that's fine. What? But the, they say the top one is panic attack, right? They say that. Well, the top one is they. They actually say the. I mean, look, everyone says different shit. They say the bottom one doesn't even fucking matter anymore really they're like the bottom ones they just want to put you on medication yeah well well, the guy said to me he goes i i want to double up your medication for uh for cholesterol Uh because it wasn't my cardiologist my cardiologist said don't go this is a fucking quack it's a it's a scam it was five thousand (laughs) dollars they go it's five thousand don't fuck and you got to pay out of pocket and he goes don't go he goes i'm doing all the tests to you i'm a cardiologist i do everything i scan your fucking coronary arteries you look fine i don't if if i thought there was a problem i'd send you through to these people right He's like, you're second guessing me. And, and then, but I, then I was like, well, it's okay to have a second opinion. So I go in, I do all the things. Everything comes back fine. My inflammation was up. Um, my everything, like I'm overweight. My blood pressure was fine. My liver enzymes were like two points out of the norm. Impressive. I had shocked, shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. You should, so, be, whoa, you should be a commercial for beer. Yeah. <laughs> and so. So everything came back fine, and he, and he was actually shocked. He was shocked because I told him I was honest about my lifestyle. Right. And he was like, do not work out. You should not be working out. You Why? Because he's like, you're aggressively obese. You do not need to be working out. You need to be on a maintenance program to get you to a weight where you can get you. I go, I work out hard as fuck every fucking day. I was like, I don't. I, and I was like, don't get in my head about now every time I get on the treadmill, I'm like, yeah. I'm having a heart attack. So I ignored him. I did the, I talk, called my cardiologist. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I told you not to go to this fucking guy. So the guy, the only thing he said was, I would increase your, um, I would increase your cholesterol medicine to 20 milligrams of advertisement or something. I forget what it's called. Yeah, I always know the name. Yeah, yeah. I always know the name. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I, I'm dyslexic, so I can, and none of my names, no amelinapenine, adamantalinapine, adamantalinapine, losartan's the only one I can read, where I go, losartan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so then, I, and then I, I, all the test comes back, so I go, get aggressive. I'm going to go to my cardiologist in four months. And I'll go in November. I'm going to get an, I'm gonna get a colonoscopy in November. Well, I get COVID. I can't do cold. I have had COVID five fucking times. How many I, times you had it? Five. five. I got it. I've had it the most you can get it. That's impressive. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you're on I that side of it. I get things. it so much. Oh, I just had it like two weeks ago. And you've, been, you've been vaccinated? Yeah. That's why you can get it and be okay, right? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Fucking, I w- they kind of stopped talking about it. They were like, "No, yeah, okay, yeah, let's yeah. just ignore it." It's like the cold. Now I don't even. I don't even fucking know. I gave it to my dad. I for real? <laughs> Is he okay? Yeah, he's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> he survived. But I called him every day, right? I called him every day. I'm like, "How you feeling?" He goes, "Good." He goes, fifth day. He goes, "You feeling uh, guilty?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I killed my dad." Fucking asshole. I have, I gave it to, I, I think, okay, I think, I think I got it. I'm guessing I got it. And then I got everyone a private jet. And I got to give it to everyone on the private jet. 
That's like, awesome. Yeah. Good for you. So uh, worth well, it. It was, and it was, by the way, it was by my spe- I was shooting my special. Uh huh. And they tested us, and we all tested negative. We all got home, and we all tested positive. That's great. And I was like, I was like, thank. I don't even know if they were like. Part of me wonders if the production company was like, everyone's fucking positive, but right, fuck right. It, we've already got it. Let's just shoot the goddamn special. <laughs> so, uh, but um, get it in the can. So I go, I I got the sleep apnea thing, and then they sent me the the mask. I I, mean, I can't even get it. Oh, it's my cardiologist. Hold on one second. Take okay. it. Please be canceled. Take it. Hello. Hi. Good um, afternoon. Is this Mr. Burt Kreischer? It is. So then I will move you up to seven ten uh, with Doctor. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. All right, bye. Yeah. Oh, just canceled. They brought you in earlier. I know. Um, I wonder. I think it's just a regular physical. I should have. I At should. your cardiologist? Yeah. That's interesting. So I go to a cardiologist. What? Why I do go, you have a cardiologist? Because everyone in my family has died of heart attacks. Oh. Like, so it's just. So they. That what, I remember they told At the me. At same one, time? No. <laughs> no, you know what? I was thinking the other day. My my father, my, my mom's father died Christmas Eve. Oh. How much does that suck? Like I was like I was like thinking, especially if he bought gifts. <laughs> I think I'm like, ah. it's not what I wanted. <laughs> I never thought of that. Can I still take it back? It's Christmas Eve again. <laughs> And then when he's just got a pile, everyone's done rapping, but he's still got a pile right there. They're like, oh, I never thought about that. He, uh, he really hated my soap on a rope. <laughs> yeah, but what a, oh, my dad's dad died when he was 13. My dad. Of a heart attack? Of a stroke. Everyone's died of strokes. And uh-huh. so, and so, uh, uh, my dad has had my dad the other day like literally the other day was like i'm having a hard time so i got on the treadmill i was like fucking tightness on my chest i went out to clean the dock and i still had this tightness i don't know what the fuck's going on he goes into the cardiologist he's got 98 percent blockage in his widow maker like oh, it, and so they have brought him in for surgery cleared it out and he's fine now but it was like but so I, I, preventative medicine is the thing but they at one point they tell you they go is there any history of cancer in your family you're like no and they're like okay what is it then like how's everyone dying? yeah 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 and you're like uh strokes and they're like okay so you should get a cardiologist immediately and so i'm like, trying to think what how's, how do people in your family die uh cancer and but it's skin cancer because it's australia like a lot of them what are, do you mean it's australia my mom's side it's australian oh okay yeah and then the canadians just uh, i don't know i think they just walk, that's a safe walk way to the river. kill that that you go to canada so you're like oh get rid of the skin cancer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now i died in a snowstorm <laughs> there was a, i wonder if there was a period in time they're like how does the majority of family die and someone goes native americans <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been native americans they killed my mom my sister my brother my dad you better get a cardiologist <laughs> <laughs> those indians will get right into you. those natives will get right into your arteries oh the uh yeah I, I couldn't I, I got the mask i couldn't sleep with the mask leanne leanne doesn't sleep in the same bed with me anymore she just sleeps in a different room that's funny yeah we do, she, we do that too yeah, she, yeah it's over i mean yeah she came in one night and got in bed with me I go, what are you doing like i have it <laughs> i have it set up i don't need i don't i have it i have my own room like it's nice yeah i set up a podcast i listen to a podcast i got fucking cans of water everywhere i mur- <laughs> murder a liquid death in the middle of the night i get up to piss i get i fucking i have earplugs i put in earplugs sometimes because dogs bark in the morning when That's she wakes hilarious. up oh yeah i fed it and then she got in bed with me i go 
you fucking up the rhythm of things. You're trying to kill me. Yeah. And then even during Sober October, I was snoring. Really? Yeah. And so I didn't lose any weight at Sober October. I thought you did. No, Tom did. Tom lost an aggressive amount of weight. For October. For his life. He's I know got, I know he's lost a lot, but in October, did he lose a lot? Yeah. Mindy Kaling lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Mindy Kaling lost a ton of weight. Oh, man, her head is huge. She doesn't look, I mean, she looks great, but she doesn't look like herself anymore. She looks like my friend's mom's when I was a kid. She looks like her old nanny. Oh. Yeah. Not bad for a nanny. Oh. Great she, for a producer, so too. so fucking. I noticed that they're all... They said she lost 50 pounds, and I was shocked by that. Like, she doesn't look like she could lose 50 pounds to begin with. You've, you've lost weight, but you've kept it off. Your no, I've gained weight. I, I, over weight. Christmas break, I'm, I'm just like... I'm just, I gained weight over Christmas oh, break. I was just like, I go to Weight Watchers. I do it the old-fashioned way. I go and sit with a bunch of old ladies and talk about food. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I can't believe I can't eat two cheeseburgers and keep it off. <laughs> when, was the first, when was the first time you lost weight? Uh, 2000. You did Atkins. I did Atkins. And I it, remember you were in pleated. I remember seeing you. You were in pleated dress pants. And that's you looked me. I was looking, fucking amazing. I was a gorgeous piece of man. Gary age. Goldman was like, whoa, have you seen Ian Bag? I don't even think I knew you that well at the time. Uh, you, yeah, we didn't know each other. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like. When Gary Goldman's embarrassed by you, that's, what, that's when you know. Gary Goldman's. He's a beautiful man. He's been beautiful his whole fucking life. His whole life. Just it's amazing gorgeous. that he, I mean, I, I know that Gary would. I don't know if I'm sure you'd be fine with me saying this, but it's amazing that he deals with depression when you look like that. But it doesn't matter. Depression doesn't matter. Like you can just be just suddenly you can just 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 like I just don't care anymore. Yeah, but when you look in the mirror every morning, gorgeous. you just go like that's done right. Yeah, that's like, I look done in, right. I look in the mirror and I have to deal with this, and I, I move get, mirrors and I. <laughs> Fuck mirrors, dude. Your fucking mirrors. Fuck just, mirrors. Just ruin you. I have one. The mirror in that bathroom's tilted down. I go, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I just look fatter. It's not the angle. I got I'm a looking circus at. mirror in there for you. I there's mirrors I've had. There was a mirror in a in one venue that we did that was it was made you look just awesome. And I was like, I want to take it with me. That's Put it funny. in our bus. I want to fucking feel like that every day. Why I'm... not make skinny mirrors and just be like, there you go. There you are. It's like it's like you got to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You look great. <laughs> <laughs> and then have it have it make like a magnifying glass where your dick would be so you come in you go well now that's what i'm talking there's about. what i've been trying to be <laughs> um but you lost weight in 2000 i remember that and then but you were you were you were like hockey jersey big when i first moved to new york yes how much did you weigh when i moved like i was 90 to something yeah really yeah that's not that big for how tall you are yeah but it's just like just bulk right and yeah then, and then you when you get down to like that Two, I think it was at 220. It's a good weight. Yeah, it's a good fighting weight. 220 is a good fucking yeah. weight. But you just kind of, you know what? I, it's Do you want to live life or, or do you want to be, you know, do you want to look good? And sometimes it's just like, I enjoy eating and going out with friends and having a good time. So, yeah. yeah so, so I just kind of try to weave in and out. And, you know, yesterday my wife was making something. And I was just like, Hey, you're not helping. I'm trying to get back on the program, and you're not fucking helping by putting nuts into dough and baking it for half an hour. That doesn't help. Oh, that yeah. sounds so good. Should have brought it with me and gave it to you. What? Uh, but you're going to cardiologist tomorrow. Is this a pecan in your blood? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> your fingers are sticky. <laughs> Did you just eat right before you got in here? <laughs> Did you ever get your colonoscopy done? 
Uh, I haven't. I, then it's hard to get a colonoscopy. It's fun. Did you got you got a full? Oh, you're so high afterwards. It's really so great. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's people that don't come away with a positive experience. Or like, I'm sure when you tell, oh, you're dying. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't matter how high you are. No, I've so I've gotten is I I've gotten. I think they give you blood work. They can do a blood test to find out right. if there's colon cancer in your if you have colon cancer. I don't know about that. I feel like I'm not a doctor, but I don't. Yeah, know. I feel like my doctor's done it. I've had it done. Did you have to poop in a box? No, I just got a blood test. I, I can't remember. I, like I remember that. every time getting it going, well, that's clear. It's. I want to say it's. That's, are you sure that's not your prostate? Because I can do that for your prostate. Maybe. Maybe prostate. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it might be prostate, not colon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is there two different things? Yeah, there's two different. For yeah. real? Yeah. No wonder she doesn't come. <laughs> You have no idea about the human body. Hey, uh, uh, do you get your test results from on like an app? Yeah. Do you get them before the doctor? Yeah. Isn't that the worst? I don't know how to read these things. I just look to see if it's in the green or red. Because oh, <laughs> it's it's it the way it's done on for mine mm-hmm. is uh, I just looked it up today. Uh, Cedars. The way it's done for mine is it gives you it gives you red, red, and then green. Oh, that's and you just want to be in the green. Uh mine's just yellow. The whole thing is oh, just, for real. It's, it's like, and then there's there's two things, and I was like, I don't know, but it's like 24 hours until she goes, Oh, you're all good. And I'm like, Well, oh, so God, so that's oh. so this is the key. If you get a call before the blood test comes in, then things are bad. Oh, that's that what it yeah, is. Yeah. So if you get if your blood test, if they send it to you and you haven't heard from the doctor, mm-hmm. then you're fine. Oh, good. So that's what I, so, because my blood work comes back really fucking quick now. I get it night of. Really? So I'll, get, I'll do my blood work tomorrow and I'll get all my blood work tomorrow night. And uh, I think, I mean, I feel like I've been, so I looked at it today. I was like, I've, I got blood work. I got blood work in July and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. July, August, September, I was sober and healthy all of October. November, I was sober for probably two thirds of the month. Right. I've, I partied Thanksgiving and December. I partied, so I'm like, I can't be. I'm not can't be dying yet. No, yeah, like it's just anything's got to be fixable. I was like, I can't be dying right now. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, it's yeah. Gotta, everything. Have you been be- close on the di- diabetes things at all? Never. Me, me neither. Like, uh, some guys are just like, hey, you got diabetes? I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, I got it instantly. Yeah. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, like, uh, just like, what, okay. what's his name had it? Fuck, um, why, why can't I remember his name? I think I might be getting fucking Alzheimer's. Well, there you I go. can't yeah. I can't remember anything anymore. <laughs> However, I did just come off a run of eating. I, my sister introduced me to these edibles that were really enjoyable, and I was eating them every day and night. Oh, yeah, that's Alzheimer's for sure. That was, and, that was, and I was, I couldn't remember anything. Ian, I was doing. I might have Alzheimer's. I was eating edibles every day, day and night. I, I didn't realize, like, I, I didn't realize I was eating them. And uh-huh. I was saying, like, I mean, I, I was eating them, but I didn't realize the certain side effects. <laughs> so Christmas Eve, Christmas night, uh, I think it was Christmas night, or maybe it was the day after, one, one of those days, I gave everyone edibles. Christmas Eve, I gave everyone edibles. I, everyone ate them. Everyone at the whole fucking party. Did everyone know? Yeah, I just told okay. him. I said, yep. you got to have one. They're fucking amazing. They're the best ones you've ever had. They're very low dose, but they're, but you feel right. it, but you're not overwhelmed by it. Right. And and it's high in CBD, so you sleep really well at night. So. I might need you to send me the name of that. They're amazing. They're amazing. Really? It's, the I, I mean, I would eat them at four o'clock. I'd eat them. 
I'd eat one a little earlier, and then I'd eat one at 4 o'clock. And then 5 o'clock, I'd have my first drink with it. And in an hour or so, I would feel like I would feel certain the hint, just the hint of marijuana, being high. Not being super high, but just a hint of thoughts like, life doesn't get better than this. Like, my whole family's alive. Everyone's alive. George is here. Isla's still in high school. I've got my health. My, my, dad, my dad's here. The sun's setting. I've got a cigar and a cocktail. Nothing. It doesn't get. And I would like those moments when you're high, like I those fucking moments. Haven't had that. And then, and then, <laughs> oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's the best. Right. And then, and then I would eat and I'd go, this is the best pasta I've ever had in my life. I mean, I would say, I said every meal I'd go, this rice, um, it was just white rice. I go, this rice is fucking amazing, right? I can like, see what the Asians, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> and then at Christmas Eve, I said, I mean, we shopped perfectly. Like I was, and I'm a little drunk, I'm a little high, and I go, we ha- barely have any leftovers. Where Our fridge isn't going to be stacked with stuff that right. we just throw away. We shopped perfectly. And my sister's like, you gave everyone edibles. Everyone just ate like fucking That's wolves. Funny. And I had no clue. I didn't realize that. I was like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. That would be why we ate everything in the fucking house. The dessert's gone. The fucking, everyone had seconds. You didn't shop perfectly. You dosed properly. Yeah. So, uh, but the edibles were really enjoyable. So, but last night I was like, I gotta, I should probably get off of them before my, my cardiologist appointment. So I didn't take one last night, but I slept very fitfully. Like I oh, was like, "That's I good." I didn't fit. No, I was like, I was like rolling around. Oh, you were bad. Yeah, but my sleep score was ninety eight percent. So whatever. So what do you, what do you use for your sleep score? My whoop. Oh, yeah. My sleep score is ninety eight percent, which is pretty fucking high. And it was in the nineties for the edibles. It was it was off on the last day, so that's why I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna take an edible tonight. I'm just gonna." What does ninety eight percent mean? Like like you slept for ninety eight percent of the time? It means that uh it means i don't know actually i mean i know that it means here i'll tell you this is what my sleep score says um my respiratory rate was 13.2 respirations per minute so i I took 13 breaths per minute and so that's good okay because if you're in distress you're taking more my blood oxygen level is 98 percent my resting heart rate was 62 which is a little high it was 50 and that gets it all from that band yeah this band tells you everything um and then my body temperature was uh, was low. It was low. It should be. It was two two degrees lower than it should be. But I was. I think I was. I was sweating and then getting cold. I cranked up the AC. Right. But uh, yeah. So I slept. Let me guess. No shirt. No shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was sleeping with hoodies on in the bus for a period of time. Really. So it would get cold, and then I realized it's fucking my neck up because I have a fucking roll under my neck right. at all points. And I just like little things like that. I remember I had uh plantar fasciitis <laughs> and the doc and I walked in and the doctor goes, I'm going to stop you right here. How about we tie those shoes? I was like, huh? <laughs> He's like, you're wearing them. Like you're, f- I can see your heel popping out of the back. Cause it was like Nike uh-huh. SBs. Uh-huh. So I just tie them and then sleep outside my fit in them. He goes, let's tie your shoes and I'll see you later. And I went, that's it. And he goes, tie your fucking shoes that is awesome i tied my shoes i got rid of plantar fasciitis isn't that fucking crazy <laughs> let that take that into schools yeah 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 it's i but and then i wear flip-flops that's another reason i was getting it and i'm barefoot non-fucking stop uh do you have back problems because of the bare uh, uh barefoot and the uh flip-flops? I have sciatic problems god we sound like old fucking men it's awesome whatever happened to us it. 
We were young, spry. Did you see how much weight Billy Gardell lost? Yeah. Billy's Billy's like gone. Shit. He's just like, like, oh no, Billy. Did you ever see that movie? Billy's Billy's doing a World War II movie. (laughs) He looks, I mean, I'm I'm good. I'm happy for him. People were, I talked to someone who's like kind of shitting on it, but I was like, Nah, like, no. if, if he feels good, if yeah, you, don't, you yeah. can't shit on anybody for that. And he struggled. Like, he struggled a lot with it. Like, bad. Yeah. And he's such a good guy. He's the best. That mustache is awesome, too. Oh, wait. Go to the picture to the left of that one. Like, I seen him, I seen him when, uh, on the left side. Yeah. But he's down again on, on the right side. He's lost even more weight on the right side. Mm-hmm. How much does he weigh? He's a very thin man now. God. I I, as long he, as he's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, as long as I, that's what I said. I was like, who? First of all, he's it's not a, he doesn't need money. No, he doesn't need money. And secondly, he gets to see his son get married. Yes, like there's a lot of things. Yes. Like, who gives a fuck? Why would anyone shit on anyone for losing weight? Like even Mindy Kaling, she doesn't look like she normally looks like, but I bet she feels fucking amazing. Yeah, and she got kids. She get to see them grow up. Yeah, I'm not saying she, I don't think she was so overweight that she was in health problems. But then I, I say the same thing about me. Maybe me and you are about to take over Hollywood and get all the big guy rules. I love it. I need a rule. <laughs> I mean, I. I bet I bet I bet all my offers would go away if I got on that fucking Ozempic. No. I bet everyone would be like Don't be oh. like that. Don't be like Gabriel. Like, you know, like Gabe's not like that, is he? But Gabe, I, I, you get a feeling like he thinks he needs to be that size or he'll lose his people, right? And uh, I think he's lost a bunch of weight too. For real? Yeah. Oh I put, seen a picture of him the other day and his head didn't look the same size. Put in Gabe. God, by the way, Gabe, Gabe's got the same thing I've got where it's like it's like a little Gout? bit of fun. <laughs> No, he looks the same. No, it's, how long ago is that? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. His, see that picture right there? His head looks smaller. But this one? Yeah. Doesn't his head look smaller? Maybe my phone's smaller. Yeah, oh. maybe, maybe he's got to upgrade. <laughs> see right there? His head looks smaller. Like his head used to be massive. He, uh. And his new girlfriend's ugly. <laughs> From mom, answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But what, okay, so then, so that that's the thing. So, because I feel like, I feel like I've noticed comics all have, lately, and by the way, uh, this is, uh, like, from a couple things, but, like, comics have a thing. You know, like, they, like a lot of comics these days are m- more so looking for a hook than when we started where it was just about great joke writing. I think it's, I think it started as a hook, and then it went to, to being funny, yeah. and back to hook. I think it's back to hook. Right, like, like when we okay before we started, it was ah 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 right, ah, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, and uh, like getting a sitcom with 
that kind of uh, yeah. like kind of a thing, right? I'm the mom. Yeah. I'm a mom. Look at me. Yeah. I'm a mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I did that cuz I'm a mom. I'm a mom. Yeah, sure a mom. I hit my kids. I'm a real mom. I'm a real mom. <laughs> and then when we started it was about joke writing. Right. I remember I remember there was a period I I I'm I started later than you cuz you were already established in new york when i started I but when established, i established when i was in new york you were no you were you were working at the cellar and okay. the laughing store the laughing stock what's the name of the one up top comedy i can't even remember comic strip comic strip yeah. yeah he did not like me he didn't like anybody he told me i, I think should, it was somebody else he told me he should <laughs> quit i should quit immediately really? everybody he told that to became huge john stewart he told john stewart john stewart hey next time you're with john stewart i'm not ever with john stewart but there's Stories about him telling John Stewart he wasn't funny. And really? he was like, I want to torture you, man. And he did. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he pulled me. I want to say he pulled me into like a phone booth. Yeah. Like there was like a really small room. He had a, little booth. He had a yeah. little booth that he'd talk to people in. And he brought me in there and he was like, uh, it's not going to happen for you. And I was, it was, his name was Lucian Hold. Lucian Hold, yeah. He said, uh, I said, really? And he goes, you don't have it. And I, I would quit. I'd save yourself the time. Quit. That's funny. I had two people. First two people ever told me that. Louis Schaefer and him. And Louis Louis Schaefer. Schaefer. Remember Louis Schaefer? <laughs> Louis. Who everybody else was telling to quit. <laughs> Louis Schaefer told me, can you I give you some have. advice? I said, yeah. And he goes, move back to Florida. Really? And I was like, ah. Uh, Do cruise ships? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, did you have a good experience on Last Comic Standing? I had fun. Yeah? You but you were, what? Yeah, I, I, I was, the only time I was nervous is when I was like, I got to get through the first round. Oh yeah. If I don't get through the first round, I guess my career is over, right? So I was panicking, and I hid everywhere in the studio so I wouldn't get on tape, just in case I got knocked out, so nobody could say, "Oh, there's Ian Beck. He didn't get through." Oh, shut up! And as soon as I got through, my attitude complained, changed completely, right? Yeah. But I had some interesting things, like I got uh, disqualified on the last round because they said they didn't clear my jokes that they cleared. I got through an email, so I did uh, going down on a girl. For the first time, we <laughs> see at eight o'clock, <laughs> and they, they cut it out. Obviously, they but cut, it was, oh, but they disqualified been... me. But I, I remember Norm. Hey, you just did a joke about going down on a girl. <laughs> like he goes, yeah, and, uh, I like it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there was another part that was really interesting to me was you had to meet what they they gave you a list. They're going to give you uh, a um, you were going to be a protege to somebody, right? And they gave you a list and it started from like like Eliza all the way to Bill Cosby. And and you see, and then it just turned out to be uh Wanda Sykes, the producer of the show. So so I go out and everybody meets Wanda Sykes and and I go out and she goes, Hi, I go, hi, Wanda. And she goes, Hey, and uh, would you like to do your set for me? And I'm like, Nope. <laughs> and she goes, Well, what why do you mean? And I'm like, I've just talked to my my friends with it and I'm good. And she goes, um well i've do your friends have uh emmys and i go yeah actually a couple of them do and and she just kept getting madder and madder at me but i wouldn't go on stage and do my set for nobody but her yeah and everybody else went on and did it and guys had nervous breakdowns afterwards like really because do, doing your sh- show for nobody is horrific oh, it's horrific I, right? I i did that with pat buckles yeah do you remember pat buckles yeah, yeah. she read my set to me from a transcript before i went on stage at comedy central she read she goes my name's Bert. Hot, sexy name, Bert. It's the last thing yeah. you hear having sex. Bert, Bert, Bert. Is that is that your joke? And I was like, eh, I do it differently, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pat Buckles, I did, I did uh remember they had that show, um, Make Me Laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I did that for, and I, I, I remember I could hear the tape stop when I was on it. It was so bad. I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> I just went home and showered myself for days. So people melted down doing their sets. Yeah, Greg Warren. You remember? Greg Warren. Greg Warren is so fucking He changed funny. his set completely after she told him to change it, and he got knocked out. Dude, he told a story. Greg Warren just told a bit on, um, on uh, Instagram about mm -hmm. wrestling. Oh, have you have you seen yeah, this about wrestling? The guy that went to the nineteen eighty Olympics. <laughs> I fucking laughed so hard. I laughed so so funny. fucking uh, hard. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard because he, because he beat me with me. It turns out this guy went was went to the Olympics. <laughs> He didn't get to go, so he's still holding a grudge about not going. I oh, I laughed so hard. It was, it's, it's just I like. My, it starts off with him saying the guy was old. He was like forty five, and, and Greg's fifty. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> it was so old. He was, all he did was this. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. His sports stuff, dude. He should he should be like he should be with Rogan. Oh, there's there's so many there's so many comics. There's, I, I wish you could find the fucking thing. I wish you could find the thing because there's so many comics that are, yourself included, yes. that are the fucking. We talked about you on Rogan. You guys are so nice. You Dude, you're do the funny. You are the funniest human being, top to bottom, hanging out with, in a car with, on stage, hard to follow. You're the funniest fucking comic. Podcast uh, over. But, <laughs> but no, but there's like, but there's, and there's a handful of dudes like you. Who I think I I know for a fact me and Tom go, like like uh, Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels so funny. Chad Daniels is so fucking funny. Greg Warren. There's mm -hmm. so many guys like that that you're like that you're like motherfucker. Like yeah. How do you? Uh, my my thing is how how could I do the same thing Rogan did for me for those guys? By the way, it'll end my career because no one will want to go see me anymore. They're going to be like, so funny. hold on. These people are way better than Bert. Why the <laughs> fuck? Like we were talking about who to bring on the cruise. I go fucking pat it for me. Are you kidding? <laughs> I gotta do stand up every fucking night. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, bring real cruise ship comics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I I don't know about that because I I say this all the time. There is nobody that goes on stage that has people just want to be around. Like when you go on stage they feel oh, they're in that bird world and they just want like i've i've said it you, being around you is infectious it's like and it's the first pandemic ever you know like it's not ever but you know i mean it's a, it's way before covid like you're once you're, you breathe it in you're just like i want more of this it's just no, it's I, just insane i think those i really think there was a period of time where we were all me you 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 got you changed my stand-up entirely you changed my stand-up 100 percent. i remember Two things happened. I had a joke about I had a joke that I was a it was a, just a joke, the throwaway joke because it wasn't like a joke. It was a story about Isla putting her finger in the her ass and putting it in the dog's mouth. <laughs> and you go and you said uh, that I love that fucking bit. And I said, oh, it's so not funny. a bit. And you go, uh, you need to be telling that every time on stage. I went for real, and you go, that's the best bit in your act. That's the fuck's fucking hilarious. And I went. Yeah. For real, and I did not see it as that. Adam Eget, uh changed, did the same thing. So I sometimes my best my my good bits I didn't know they were bits. Mm -hmm. I had a bit about uh, giving Leanne seven pairs of pajamas for Christmas, and 
he pulled me aside he goes that's fucking hilarious i go oh it's, i don't it's, i was just a throwaway i just needed something right to do in the moment i just told it and he goes that's not gonna be in your hour and i was like no he was like that needs to be in your hour and i was like motherfucker for real and he was like yeah and it's the one uh, the two of the you and him i i feel like i think sometimes you i i don't i'm not even good at knowing what my good bits are because that's my because two biggest bits are you, i would have never told but that's because you're just funny you're just <laughs> funny so you're 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 telling stories you're you're writing on the run yeah. right and i have arguments with this about people like i don't do crowd work i write with the crowd dude like your, we your, but we your write ability, we write together your ability to do that is like i mean i i would say you know unmatched and what's amazing about how you do it is you you weave it through in an evening so like you'll start with something as a seed and by the end of the night it's a christmas tree like you'll, you'll but, but you'll, it's writing it's it's yeah. creating it's creating i mean i create with the crowd there it's just basically i'm using the crowd as my writing room it's fucking genius i mean tom and i have said this over and over again to watch you do that you're the only comic tom and i'll sit in the back of the room and watch because you will you yes. will have you will take something like you will take something very small i remember one time you you guessed what kind of truck a guy drove <laughs> and i remember going holy fucking i was with tom or might have been with leanne and Leanne was like, he has gotten so in the zone that he he knows he can he's reading people before he talked. You go, truck owner, and he goes, yeah. And he goes, you go, let me guess, Toyota Tundra, and he goes, I do, and he goes, I knew it. Place goes fucking nuts, and that was the opening of the show. And by the end of the show, Toyota Tundra was like, oh, it was it's so fucking magical. I get chill bumps when I think about it because it's something not. No one can do it in our business. People can fake it. Like, I can right. fake it. I can go, I can do crowd work with someone, not to, like, give you all my tricks, but I can do crowd work with someone if I have a joke that is going to set up for what I'm asking them about. Right, right. Like, and, and, and I can make crowd work go horrifically wrong. <laughs> my on-the-fly crowd work comes out borderline racist. I remember there was a guy in Brea, we were working together one time, and he was, uh, he was, in the front row and he had an interesting look he was a black dude with long braids and he goes he goes i said dude i like your hair i said what's your ethnic background and he goes black and native american make a joke about that and i go what's your name runs from police <laughs> was i was that with me yes, that was yes, me dude. you and and uh at saget right? saget yeah we were working with saget do you remember i remember me and you got there early and saget was like and they, they came in and they're like, can you guys go along? And we're like, what? And they're like, Saget just got into the car. <laughs> both of us were like, it's an hour and a half drive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bob Saget, we sat in the, that was a fun weekend. That was a great weekend. What was the first time? Was that the first time we worked together? No. When was the first time we worked together? The first time, we'd kind of like bounced back and forth, like through small shows. Yeah. But I think the first time we really spent a weekend together was in Phoenix. Oh, yeah, with with Bert, Bert yeah, with, with Bert, with Bert, with Bert. No, we were gonna do a tour. Butch. Yeah, remember we were gonna do a tour. Yeah, and uh, and we went to Butch's house and talked about it. That was the scariest ride I've ever had in my life. With the lightning going off all over the place. Do you remember we? I that to this day, that's the <laughs> most scared I've ever been. Uh, no, I actually drove to uh, Aspen with 
Aaron and the owner of the uh, Florida clubs and a couple other improv people, Joel, Joel. And they had me drive their, uh, a rental car for them because you're from the, you're from the woods and the snow. So I drove to Aspen and I'm just like, I couldn't see shit. And I'm just like driving. I'm like, I'm going to kill a bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but yeah, I remember we got in the car. We did. I remember you telling a story about seeing a guy get hit by lightning while getting, (laughs) while getting grocery carts. What? Do you not remember that? Oh, about that drive? Yeah. No, no, no you said at home. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I told it. Well, the joke I told was. I, that wasn't I, a joke. You told a story about it being real. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's a real story. Happened at the Publix on Florida and Bears Avenue. It was it used to be a Publix. And I, we had just moved to Lutz. I was probably 10 years old. And we were, my dad and I were going to the grocery store and there was a huge thunderstorm. And thunderstorms in Tampa are different than anywhere else. And as we were going in, the guy was collecting shopping carts, and my Which dad probably shouldn't. My, my dad goes, "Buddy, that's called natural selection." <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even think you're telling it as a joke. Then. No, I was just telling you as a story. Is it's 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 why I have such a fear of lightning. Absolutely, is because I'm then, tall. That's my reason. Well, I, I mean, Tampa's bad. We can't even have giraffes at our zoo. That's how bad lightning is there. That's not true. It's not, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so we went in. We went in. See, this is why I like hanging. <laughs> I remember telling. I remember that story very vividly. I, I remember highlights of it. I remember that he got struck by lightning, and, and no one wanted to go out and help him. Yeah, that's what I remember. Everybody yeah. just watching. Everyone's like sitting inside, watching, going, "What do we do?" As it, and in hindsight, like now when I I tell it, I go, "Yeah, what, what is lightning? A shark? Right? Like it's the safest never place to be." One. Is yeah, never. never one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right there where where he is is the safest place. Go yeah. to him. Yeah, go to him. And uh, and then they grab. No, he got up. He got up and walked in. He just got up and walked in. And he was like, "What happened?" And everyone was like, "What happened?" You just got two days off. <laughs> <laughs> you have a nut allergy. <laughs> Makes you shit your pants. <laughs> And all your jewelry melts into you. <laughs> the fuck do you think you happened? A, you have a nut allergy. God. And then uh both yours are melted. And together. then I got in trouble because I remember everyone was talking to him. We had to wait for the ambulance to show up. And he was just sitting there. He was like, everyone's like, Did you did you see a light? It was during the Jim and Tammy Baker times. Did you see a light? Did you did God see Yeah, yeah. Did you guys did you see any relatives? And I leaned in. I was 10 years old and I was like, Do you feel like you have any superhuman powers? <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like, shut the fuck up. And his, oh my God. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can you find my bike? <laughs> can you find my bike? Try to lift me off oh, the ground. That's hilarious. And so you were funny then, huh? But no, no, no. I, I no, I wasn't. I, so I, I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm watching Isla change mm-hmm. into a young lady, and there's a period where she was the funniest she'd ever gonna be, and I wish I had known because I would have really, uh. I would have really paid more attention. Right. I was so I'm so self focused sometimes. What? But she's to, she's changed into a young lady where now she she's very conscious that people are watching her, conscious of how she's coming off. She wants to sound cool, mm-hmm. so she she doesn't say her original. Like we had a big rule in the house: you weren't allowed to say borrowed language. You had to say original statements. And now that's out. Like once they now it's like everything's on God. Oh God. And you're like, don't fucking talk like that. That's not your words. Use original words. And so, but that's really I, there, great. Was, there was a period. That's a really great thing for parents to do. You, you have yeah. to use original statements. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fucking copy. That's really, let's fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, just make, say your own thought and yeah. 
learn that. And so that one kid going through school yelling out, we are Marshall. <laughs> it's not yours, man. It's not yours. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I wonder if that was like a popular thing. Everyone said for like a for month you. afterwards, like I had a dream too. So, <laughs> so, but there was a period where I was truly an authentic human with no touch from the outside. And I think I lost it when we moved to that new neighborhood. It's uh, it's when I, it's like when all the older kids, you just try to fit in. Right, right. Because you don't either want to get bullied or 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 beat up. Were you bullied a lot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my personality. My, my personality was a honeypot for bullies. <laughs> bullies, I would, fi- I could find bullies. And not like, and I was also a, a tough kid, but for whatever reason, I'm very sensitive. So, and bullies just fucking zero. Now I got bullied. I mean, but, not, but once I got to high school, bullying was different. It was like, I just got beat up. Right. You know, that, but that authentic part of my personality where I was funny, I was really funny as a kid, mm-hmm. but it wasn't celebrated. It, like no one was like, God, this kid's fucking hilarious. Right. Well, I don't think back then any kid was. Mm-mm. I think they are now. Much but, more. But how does, there's, there's some kids don't keep going funny. So now they're, they're just turned into assholes, right? Yeah. So I think there's going to be a whole generation of that were funny that are now just b- oblivious assholes. I think there's a huge generation of assholes coming up. Oh, it's just self-centered assholes. I mean, I want to be on TikTok. Yeah. I remember talking to a kid one time, and I was like, and he was, you could tell the kid had it. There was something sharp about the kid, and I was like, I was like, what's going to happen with you? He's like, YouTube. I was like, huh? Right. And but I, now it's a fucking very like. It sells. It sells. It sells. Well, it sells tickets. That sells. Yeah. Like, like uh, you have a special, but it's on. It's on Comedy Dynamics. I have two specials that I don't have anything to do with. For real? That have just been. Yeah, I'm just. I'm the person that did it. I don't have anything to do with them. So we should. Uh, you, we should do another one. No, no, no. I was gonna say. We yeah, should I like. Do no, we should no, do a no, Two no. Bears produced Ian Bag special. Do it at Rogan's new club. I'd do that. In yeah. A second. Yeah. I'm ready to do a special. Call Tommy. Um, no, but I, I think I, 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 I want to work with my friends. So, like, if, if you guys would be interested in doing that, yeah. I'll do it in a second. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Tom, Joe's club opens up in January. Mm-hmm. We can get access. I mean, I'm sure Joe would let us shoot something at his club. Why wouldn't he? And, and fucking and do. I mean, the the problem is you're. The problem is one show's perfect for you because the way you work a crowd. Mm-hmm. But the ideal thing would be shoot six shows in a weekend. I wonder if there's. I think I would like to do that. Do you remember when Chris Rock did his thing from different, yeah. different places? But I'd like to do. I'd like to do that, but all one weekend at one club. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, so do you'd break it. Show one, show two. Yeah, oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, right. that would be great. It was a great, great way to do it. Right. So whether it be four shows or five shows, you know, who knows? I mean, you could do it. I haven't been to Joe's new club. I hear it's beautiful. I hear you have to lift weights to get in. <laughs> it's called a mothership. <laughs> no way. Holy Joe's shit. Like, yeah, Just yeah. a bunch of people doing mushrooms underneath, <laughs> underneath the building. <laughs> Good for him, though. Yeah. I oh, love that he... Dude, he's the fucking... It, it, it makes me want to make $200 million or whatever 350 whatever he made in his deal uh-huh. because to watch his energy is so changes, enjoyable right? i asked him one time i said what's the difference between like a million dollars 
like i said what's the difference between like 10 million dollars and 350 million dollars and he goes you don't give a fuck about anything <laughs> that's funny i said really he goes nothing nothing absolutely and i was like wow nothing. yeah and i was like i mean it must be i can do that with 10 grand yeah <laughs> well it's what's you know what's so funny is i heard uh walk a flock of flame Mm-hmm. say that one of the things he did was he didn't increase his his need for money like he, he made money uh-huh. and then he was like yeah i don't i don't need a better car and i don't need a watch i don't need any of that right because now i have money so i'm secure with who i am i don't need like i love there's another guy kevin gates i love rappers inspirational speeches because you get a lot of the like the inspirational speech things inspirational characters mm-hmm. are like a fucking thing now right like and there's some that I find horseshit, like some who preach a little too much, some that are scientists that you can't help but den- you can't help but go that they know what the fuck they're talking about, right? Like you Huberman, can't deny them. Yeah, Peter Peter Tia, Huberman, um, Lex Lex Friedman is more like Lex Friedman's more like a he's a he's inspirational by by example, uh-huh. like he just lives a very inspirational life because he works hard. He does his thing, and then you watch him do his thing. You go, God, I want to do that. Cam Haynes and David Goggins are my favorite because those guys are inspirational. I mean this as a compliment. I mean this as a compliment. It's going to come out wrong. Those guys aren't savvy enough to try to be selling you snake oil. Does that make right. sense? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not slick enough to try to how, do. Why, how do you think that's not a compliment? Because it, I think everybody should try to be that. Well, because it may come off like like they're they're not like they're not like Tony Robbins is like a slick huckster, you know, like he's slick. Like I love. Who, which would rather? Which would you rather be though? Sixty David Goggins quotes. David Goggins is so brutal. Do you ever listen to any David Goggins? No. You should listen to the one he's on with Joe. He talks about. The pain that you are willing to endure is measured by how bad you want it. Dude, I've been, I'm obsessed with coaches lately. Like great coaches. Mm-hmm. And I steal their quotes. I write them down. Oh, yeah. 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 I love them. So I do a podcast with my buddy that I grew up with that played in the NHL. Yeah. And he's got, he's got Sharple sayings. And I, he doesn't know that I just write them down. Because really? He, he says things all the time. And now he flies planes for Alaska Airlines. Really? Yeah, he's done really. He'd be a great guest for you to have. What's on. his name? Jeff Sharples. Jeff. Oh, you say Sharples sayings. What yeah. are some Sharples sayings? Uh, uh, I'd have to have go to my book. I'll I'll, I'll send you some. I have. This is the one I wrote down. See, you got them right. I write. I, I write them down. Yeah. I write them down every time I hear one I like. I write it down because I go, and I just I love. I was very coachable. David Goggins was talking about, uh, fucking running with Cam Haynes, the two of them. And just, and it just, you go, I don't live, I, I have there's, I don't think I could even access that world, but I do. Here's the crazy thing is like, I do understand parts of their brain because I'm very punitive with myself and I'm very like, I beat myself up. I'm not very like cool with myself. Like, I don't think I'd be friends with my brain. Like if my brain, so if my brain showed up at a party and, like, and like, who's that? I'd be like, this guy does not like me. That's he's, funny. he's being, he's picking on me a lot. But like, here are the quotes. That guy's way funnier than me. <laughs> Fatigue makes cowards of us all. I love that. Jimmy Johnson. Achievers don't like mediocre people, and mediocre people don't like achievers. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's uh. That's. I don't uh, think you need Nick the first Saban. part though. What? Just mediocre people don't like achievers. Yeah, they don't. 
The brave do not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all. Don't be careful. Be confident. Order it your way, McDonald's. <laughs> I love Get it. it your way. Get it your way. Uh, yeah, David Goggins, like, I like No I like, substitutions. <laughs> no substitutions. <laughs> Supersize it. <laughs> uh, you're so funny. I love it. No, um, what uh, are you touring a lot this fall or this winter? So, you know what the uh, the pandemic did to me was it made me reassess everything. And one of the things was I'm trying not to tour more than two weeks a month and be in town to be available to do things. That's right. Um, it doesn't always work out. Um, and I'm picking and choosing more. And I've said I'll, I won't do Sundays anymore. That's great. And that was I'm, a Joey Diaz rule. Is that a Joey Diaz rule? Joey Diaz is like, no fucking Sundays. Concert. So smart. But I'm also trying to make them um, not have as many shows so I can sell out. Yeah. Uh, not everybody's on board with it. Not every club gets it. Like Friday, Saturday only? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, some some have been really good. I You know, I, I sold more tickets in Irvine than I ever have and walked out with the biggest check I've ever walked out with this year. So, really? You know, um, but I'm, I'm trying to go to as many places uh as i can do that that 311 cruise and then uh i think i'm going to um moon tower yeah yeah so yeah so i'm trying so to. What, what do you want to do more when you're at home uh create so yeah. uh i did that i called you about that yeah. animated uh and then i just stole your voice off Good. and and uh and i'm just trying to do stuff like that and i'm trying to make sure that i'm putting out clips and and uh because i think for me i people need to see me do some crowd work so. i think they need to see you live I'd absolutely. I can put out a one minute clip and they can, it can be an advertisement. Though. Well, Mark Norman does this, uh, this great thing where he has people like shout out things from the audience. I, some comics aren't in love with it because it instigates people just shouting out of shows, but everyone does their own fucking you gotta, thing. You got to fucking, yeah, make, do your own fucking thing. If yeah. they shout out your show, go, I'm not Mark Norman. Right, right. But he does it and he posts the clips and they're doing fantastic. Mark Norman and I had a conversation uh when we I, I toured with him in europe and he's like my clips are getting a hundred getting a million views but no one's following me and i was like that's interesting it was like an interesting way to look and go yeah why are people watching this they like it but they're not following you that's interesting yeah and then and then i i don't know what if i if i gave him any advice but then all of a sudden he started he did his youtube special and it fucking it was a game changer the key to the, the key to the thing is you need the the followers need to follow you right that's the key i mean it would be ideal if you shot it and you put it on ymh or you put it online we have over a million subscribers both of us right but the key is the key is that you you they need to go i'm i'm going with ian yeah but i i also believe that it takes it, it, it you grow like i'll be introduced to some of your people yeah. and they'll introduce me to some more people that don't follow you yeah it's crazy right, I mean? that, it's crazy that i thought i thought back in the day i was like well if you know who ian bag is you definitely know who bird is you know who tom is right. if you know who tom is you definitely know who bird is that's right. not the way it works no it's weird there, right? it's crazy that there are people that don't know who like there are people that follow me that don't know who tom is and i go how the fuck do you and there's people that follow tom that don't, don't know who, who christine I, is yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's not one human being that follows me that doesn't know leanne <laughs> they like Leanne better than they like me, and it as fucking it should. I'm fucking painted into a corner with this whore. 
I can't <laughs> fucking leave her. I was going to put it. It was our 19th wedding anniversary yesterday. And uh-huh. I was going to do a tweet saying, uh, this is the best first wife a guy could ever ask for. That's funny. But immediately people get like really like territorial. And they're like, hey, man, not cool. She does a lot for you. And I'm like, you're not here every fucking day. Right. You don't know what the fuck she does. And I thought you followed me for jokes. Yeah. <laughs> not for inspiration. I trash her on my next special. Oh. Top to bottom. And it was an accident. Oh, you took the kids down and look how they turned out. Yeah, yeah. This has been a real thing. <laughs> Come on, you won. Your first wife is is your trophy wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite crowd work things to do is when you see a a older guy with a younger guy, oh. second wife, and, and everyone goes, Oh, because so they don't funny. they don't know the words. Right. And then he goes, yeah. And you're like, yeah, she's good looking. How the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then and then if I'm wrong, then everyone's then she goes, Whoa, I look like a second wife. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah. The only bad ones are like third wife. And you're like, oh fuck. Jesus. Just date them, but <laughs> which one got the boat? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. I gotta go see her. I gotta go see you. when when are you doing a big venue around here? because uh, I've never seen you in a big venue you, and I don't want to why don't you come out and do one with me? I'll would go you, would you be up for that? Absolutely. Like where would you want Wait, where did you grow up in? Did you go? You didn't grow up in Edmonton. You grew up even north of that, right? I grew up in Terrace, British Columbia. Oh, is that my? 20s? I'd go. I'd go anywhere in Canada with you. Um, I'm doing. I'm doing Canada. Can you make it bigger. I can't see any of that. Um, I'm doing Canada. That tour, Winnipeg, yeah. Saskatoon. When are you Edmonton, doing Winnipeg? Calgary. Calgary's gonna be fucking. Why don't you do this Canadian run with me? What do you know about those? Can cities? I do Winnipeg? Can I do Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Calgary, and Kelowna? And Kelowna? Yep, done. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here on March first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Ian Bag will be with me on my run from Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Calgary, and Kelowna, British Columbia. Calgary's the fucking Calgary and Edmonton are my two fucking favorite. Places. Have you been to Kelowna before? No, you'll probably love Kelowna. Really? Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is gonna be a blast. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, and that'll be a fun fucking run. When are you doing something around here, though? I just want to go watch you. I don't want to be on the show. I just want to uh, go see you in a big venue. I'm not here for a while. Like a massive venue. I'm not here for a while. Are you going to Australia? I should have fucking said yes to that. sweating now <laughs> i leave i look I'm, i just looked at my january and i'm overwhelmed oh, i don't know hilarious. how i'm gonna live through oslo stockholm berlin and Does Copenhagen. This, is this all this stuff is this uh booked before the pandemic and now you're no. you're catching up no or? no no i'm back out you're just i just wrapped my last official uh date for pandemic bookings you i remember you moved from your hometown pull up a map of canada really you moved from your hometown in um, in up by the Arctic. Terrace, British Columbia. So T- type in just, yeah, Terrace, British Columbia. See the Columbia. pink one on the, on yeah, right there. See Prince Rupert? Can you see Prince Rupert on the left-hand side, far, farthest on the left? Prince, yeah, I see Prince Rupert. So close to there. Okay. And uh, then you moved down to Vancouver. Down to Vancouver. Right? And then you were, you were waiting tables with a group of people doing cocaine, right? Yeah. I remember that's all I remember from that story. We weren't, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't waiting tables. We were working at a sign shop and we were doing a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we went, I went to my friend Craig Campbell, got into the Montreal Comedy Festival. 
So I went with him, just followed him along, and did. By the some way, I'm shows. getting dizzy looking at maps, Halston. Can you yeah. pick one? <laughs> Can we go with a flat map instead of the round, the round the world map? Yeah. <laughs> Spinning it. Um, so I go to Montreal and watch him, and I happen to get. So wait, wait, hold on. How old were you when you left Prince Rupert? Uh, and I worked at a mine, a gold mine up there. I remember, I remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You watched the man fall into a. I didn't rock... see it. One guy fell into the a rock crusher. <laughs> rock crusher. Wait, hold on. Wait, what was that? I remember, I remember <laughs> your stories were so much more aggressive than mine. You, I watch a, I seen a man fall into a rock tumbler. <laughs> I got attacked by a bear and a wolf at the same time. I had to play dead for the bear, but scare the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped in a fucking river and shit my pants one time. <laughs> into a ditch. I shit in my pants ditch, in a ditch. Uh, so I, my buddy gets booked in Montreal and I follow him out there and I, I happened to get on this show in Montreal. Like, so wait, when did you start doing comedy? Uh, 93, this is 93, 93. 94. So this is like my first open mic I went on and then, and then by 95, I moved to New York. Holy shit. So wait, when did you graduate high school? 91? 87 87 88 87 and then and then moved to vancouver went to australia oh because my mom's from australia so i went to australia you have citizenship there yeah yeah it's a place to hide um and then i i went to so i went to uh, i moved back to terrace then i went to hazelton with my buddy but then ended up working in a gold mine up near um ketchikan alaska and then i ended up I, with all the money I got there, I was like, I'm going to go become a comedian. And that's when you moved to Vancouver? I moved to Vancouver. So I was either going to become a comedian or I was going to become a, a, a blaster. I was going to like learn how to do explosives. Oh. <laughs> I just Finger blast. Yeah. <laughs> I was really good at it. <laughs> I think I'm hey, that's go, your move. I think I'm going to go pro. <laughs> I'm going to do specific porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... So, uh, yeah, so I was going to become explosives engineer, but I wanted to be able to take buildings out of cities. That's what I wanted to learn how to do. So, wow. and I ended up on an open mic. I mean, they're going to kill or bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, something was going up in flames. Anyways, uh, so I tried open, open mic and I was just like, oh, this is it. Really? So I dropped out of college immediately, like didn't even go. Like didn't even sign, didn't even feel like I was supposed to sign up. And I'm like, nope. This is what I'm doing. And was it a yuck yucks? Uh, it was called the Punchline, and it was in uh, Vancouver in the Gastown district. You know that area? Uh-uh. A really Apparently nice no area. Vancouver. But I had the best backdrop ever. Like it was, it was uh, like it was model. It was a model of the city of Vancouver. Was yeah. the backdrop? It was so cool. Um, and then uh, I met this guy Craig Campbell, and, and we just kind. Of, I would I would jump in their cars to do uh, to and drive them to gigs five hours out of town to get five minutes worth of like time really? on stage craig campbell was a comedian yeah he, he, lives a comedian? In, he lives in europe now i don't know if he's a comedian anymore yeah. or not and guy named tom stayed who if you're when you're over there if you get to see him hilarious he's really from, he's from canada but he's now in scotland or something like that but it's just so funny okay um and i would jump jump in these cars and get guest sets and that's how i would get my stage time and so craig got into the montreal comedy festival I followed him out there on my own dime and uh, then somebody was late and they needed somebody to fill in at a show at the comedy works. Do you remember the comedy works in Montreal? Uh-oh. You did Montreal, right? Uh, yeah, but not really. 
I mean, yeah, but I just did like one or two shows. I didn't do like there was, Montreal. There was a tiny little, there was a tiny oh. little bar above a bar. Oh, I do Comedy. know that. I, I mean, across the street was another bar that so I hung out bars. with Lunell at. Oh yeah, probably yeah, yeah yeah. So so I went on stage. I filled in for somebody, and he seen me there, and that's when he said, "Hey, if you're in, if you're in New York, I'll put you on stage." And I Jesus. took yeah. So it just kind of that's that's a, like an example of how how the hustle works. But like if you just are willing to get on stage any fucking time, just go. Yeah, I'm. I'm I want to go on. Right. It's kind of uh, it's a little bit of um, and I think you'll believe this too. It's a little bit of um drive but a little bit of just being innocent like oh i just do this i should do this right yeah. so yeah being naive right so i think the naivete yeah. is like the most beautiful thing you can have yeah because you just go like yeah this business tries to crush it but you should yeah it's the same way i was saying about like you're being funny as a kid and then you try to like fit in mm-hmm. it's like right when you're when you first get in the business you're so you're so ready to succeed sometimes mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the business gets in your head and they're like like it's the wrong manager or something saying I had like a great business with uh, a great chat with harlan williams on his podcast about when he moved down here and his manager told him not to do any crowd work during his uh his big shows for all the industry to come see him at the laugh factory and he bombed two times Really, and he said he sat at the back and he cried, and he because he didn't he didn't follow himself. He followed his manager, yeah, because his manager was trying to make him something else, right? And that's what we get kind of trapped in. Like you were able to stick to you, I've been able to stick to me. Uh, Tom is definitely definitely Tom has been able to stick to him. Like yeah. the the guys that are different, like may not always succeed, but you're gonna be like noticed. It's crazy in that I remember, I remember diverting like the times that i you know i got a deal and then i was like all right or, or i wanted a deal and so i was like well you gotta have like a what's your hook right and you're like i uh, I'm, a, I'm a party animal i'm a mom yeah i'm a mom <laughs> but i remember then doing a storytelling show with dc benny and it was nothing you could put into anything mm-hmm. it didn't fit into any development deal but it was so fun and it was so who I was. Right. And two of the stories made it into specials later and just natural stories. And I was like, fuck, I think I was lost for a long time, especially when I moved out to LA. So really? I was trying to be Dane. Because uh, Dane yeah, was so yeah. fucking, he was such an overwhelming presence in this business. He, yeah. I mean, it still is, but like then it was like, there was nothing like Dane for its ticket sales for a long time. There was like, nothing like Dane. Like re- remember, like uh, Steve Martin was kind of the first guy to sell stadiums and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and then the next kind of guy was Dane. Well, Dice had a Dice had a run, I guess. Yeah, but Dice still. and then Dane. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember reading somewhere that uh, Steve Martin pulled Dane aside and told him a secret, and then Dane, I was like, "What's the secret?" And Dane's like, "Well, I don't tell secrets like you do. It's a secret." I got to keep it to myself. It's I'm just going to tempt you with it. Yeah, I was like, well, motherfucker, don't tell me you have a secret. Yeah. That's not how secrets work. Yes. You say, I have a secret, and then you can't wait to tell the person the secret. Yeah, you got to tell them. But Dane was like, I mean, Dane was the, when you talk about like when Rogan said be undeniable to me, Dane was undeniable. Dude, I fucking did a Just for Last tour with him just as it was happening, and they made me follow him every night. And he was on a trajectory to the moon. Yeah, and I was just getting caught in the fucking flames. It was crazy, and uh, I remember them saying to me, "You've got to. We know you're bombing on purpose, 
and you're playing to the back of the room. I'm like, I am bombing because that guy's fucking on fire. <laughs> and you're making me go after him. Yeah. Who was on that tour? It was Alonzo Bowden. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Jim Brewer. Yeah. Uh, Jane Cook. And there was one other guy. There was five of us. And I remember there were, I was the second closer. Like, have a break in the middle. And then I was the second closer. And I'd have to follow Dane. And I'm like, that guy. And then sure enough, by the end of Montreal, he was like selling out stadiums. And I'm like, thanks, guys. Yeah. He, I, he would go on every night last. Every night just go on last. And it didn't matter what happened in that room. Yeah. The second he stepped on the stage. It was like, you could feel it in the room, like, oh, here we go. This is going to be good. He burned every piece of oxygen in the room, like, before I went on, when I went on after him. And it was, I had to do, I think I did 10 shows following him. And it was just, it was, like, I had so much fun off stage, but every night I was just, like, puking because I had to follow this fucking insanity. I had to follow Billy Gardell on the Jameson tour. And I would, I remember the first night we did it, he was this is old billy he's having a jameson and a fucking cigarette in the green room and he comes in and he goes uh i sit down i never met him and he's like uh i'm not following that yosemite sam shit i said what and he goes i'm too old i'm not gonna fucking work my ass off to follow you he goes, you fucking take your shirt off you're fucking dancing you're it's fucking high energy he goes you close the shows i'll go before you don't worry i'll, I'll pump the brakes for you and i was like okay in my head, just naive, just going, yeah, sure, okay. I'll go last. And turns he, out he thought the gas pedal was the brakes. It <laughs> definitively was. <laughs> he, if he wanted to, and he did it that first time he did it, I remember going, oh, he's hitting the brakes, but he's sliding down a mountain. Like <laughs> he's just careening, going, Shh. and I'm in the back at the Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati Improv, Cincinnati Funny Bone, going the old one, uh-huh. going like, how the fuck do I follow this? How the fuck is that? This is impossible. And so he gets off stage, and I I got so lucky that one night because I go up and I try to do something and it just isn't working. And <laughs> and there was a black chick with a big afro, and she was walking in the front when she worked there. And I said, Do you want to trade jobs real quick? <laughs> And she said, I want to be a singer. And I went, you do? <laughs> she said, yeah. And I said, well, here, you sing, I'll sell drinks. And it was like, and the room was still like changeable. I wasn't bombing yet, right. but you could, you could feel I wasn't Billy Gardell. Right. I wasn't what they enjoyed. I was a different cocktail, and, and they were getting big mouthfuls of it, and they weren't enjoying it. They're like, I'm going right. to So I brought her on stage, gave her the mic, and she started singing. She could sing like a motherfucker she started singing i think the national anthem or something i don't know what the fuck she started singing but it was a song everyone knew she started belting it out i started stripping to it my shirt was already off i did my pants around my legs i have a boot off i have a boot covering my junk billy gardell comes on stage he's got shots of whiskey for everyone it's me him steve Byrne, michael danny danny bevins and ever the play's going fucking nuts she finishes the song. Billy grabs the microphone and goes, we are the Jameson Comedy Tour. Place goes nuts. I'm naked with a boot over my junk. We take the shot. He hands me the mic. He goes, you got 10 more minutes, asshole. <laughs> I go, fuck. I'm fucked. I ate a dick. And then I was like, I was like, Billy, I don't know what your version of pumping the brakes is, but I need you to do it differently. I was like, I can't follow that. Uh, can you, can you, yeah, no more. Don't put more gasoline on. Oh. Uh, 
It's funny. I uh, there's two things that that help me with following people, and I wish I'd known back then not to listen. Yeah. Whereas I used to listen to everybody and then go on and take all this fucking baggage with me. Like I just have bags of garbage and just take myself down a hole. And the other thing was uh, Ralph. Do you remember Ralph? Um, Cameron? May? No, uh, Ralph May. No, he was actually a black guy. This guy, Ralph. Uh, I do know Ralph. Uh, Ralph. I do know Ralph. He was did last couple yeah. yeah. of yeah. yeah. Why am I blanking on him? Um, uh, he had glasses. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Ralph. Type in Ralph last comic standing. Ralph Harris. Ralph Harris. Ralph. Yeah. Harris. Ralph Harris. He said. You have Ralph Harris was a great storyteller. Type in Ralph Harris. Great storyteller. He was a great fucking storyteller. Handsome guy, too. Yeah, good looking dude. Um, but he would say, because he was following me and he goes, and and he goes, I I have a hard time following you. But what I do is I just I just change the music for five minutes and then I start my own music. And I was just like, it took me a long time to figure that out. And I'm like, oh, okay. So just give it a little bit to settle. Yeah, and then start, and then then start spinning your music. That's fucking great. Yeah. So he's it was just so I was just like, um, you may be telling me what you're doing, but you just taught me a ton of shit. So I love when you hear like advice like that from a comic, where that like uh, that's that's really great advice. I was I remember hearing one comic go, you know what I like to do? I like to start with my closer. Uh, you know when I was working on stuff, and I was like, good call. And I started with my closer, and it didn't work. I went, <laughs> they had nowhere to go. I guess they got to get to know me before they like me, <laughs> right? Also, you think so? I-, I so I do beat my wife. <laughs> <laughs> also, how shitty was his closer? That he could follow it. <laughs> yeah, how bad was his closer? That he's like doing an hour after it. <laughs> yeah, no problems. Uh, oh fuck. Hey, what, tell everyone where they can find everything you have. Uh, Ianbag.com. Two, two Gs. Two Gs. Uh, Ian Bag on uh, the old Instagram, which is my favorite. Ian Bag on Twitter, which nobody follows me at. Can I tell a story? I can tell you. Please, please. So here's a funny Twitter story. So okay. I last Christmas, I am at uh, the Comedy Works at the South Club. Yeah. Do you know that club? Yeah, 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 yeah. The South so, Club is the, the, like the, theater, the downtown the theater one. looking one. Oh, I've never been there. Okay, well, they have a bar out front, right? Okay. And it was pretty COVID-y still, so I was just kind of hanging out front because I didn't want to get it five times like you. And <laughs> so so I'm sitting out front, and there's a bunch of comics in the green room. I'm sitting out front in the bar, and in the, at the bar is the bartender and a lady that doesn't have her COVID card, so she can't get in. And she says, how's the show this week? And he goes, eh, like that, right? <laughs> so which makes me laugh, right? So... I'm just sitting there. And then she's about to leave. And he goes, hey, come back in January. That's when the good comics start coming back. Right? And so I laugh even harder because I think, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, do I tell it on stage or do I tweet about it? I'm like, nobody will get in trouble if I tweet about it. Yeah. Because nobody follows me. Right? Yeah. So, so I tweet. It's going to be a great week. The bartender told the lady, come back in January. That's when the good <laughs> comics are here. Right? So go on stage. Don't think anything of it. Come off stage. And he comes up to me and he goes, hey, you're really funny. And I go, maybe I'll be back in January sometime, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the next day I come back and the management calls me over and they go, hey, we found out about your tweet and we just want to let you know we fired that bartender. And I'm like, I don't want anybody fired. I don't, they're like, well, we had to get rid of my, why'd you fire him? Well, I'm here. He's, yeah. he's going to blame me for it. Like, well, we it's gone tape. We actually have audio on our recordings. Up and we could hear it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, but still, it's going to get blamed on me. So 
So I had to go on stage. Saturday night, late show. I'm sitting in the exact same spot. This waitress comes over to me. She goes, hi, Ian. I go, hi. She goes, I just want to let you know you had my husband fired. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I didn't have, I didn't have anybody fired. I didn't want anybody fired. And I gave her all my merch money. I'm like, here's merch money because it's Christmas. You guys probably need money. And then he'll find something after, after Christmas, right? And they're hiring here. Right. And they're hiring right. here. <laughs> so I hear they bring the good bartenders back in January. <laughs> yeah. So so she walks away and the management comes over. Hey, don't worry, we're gonna fire her. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> And I go, no, you can't fire her. You can't fire her. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anybody fired. Please don't fire anybody. So I go, okay. So now cut to a uh, night before Christmas. I get a request on my on my Instagram. And it just leads with, I hope you're happy. You got my wife fired too. <laughs> and I just got everybody fired that way. It was just, and I'm like, I didn't want anybody fired. It's just, it was horrible. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That is sucks, but. It sucks, but it was just so bizarre. <laughs> Shit. So I went back this Christmas and they're like, ooh, who's going to get fired? <laughs> no one talked to Ian. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's worse than COVID. You lose your job. <laughs> you don't get your job back after you. Stay Ian. six feet away from me. <laughs> I remember one time going to a club and they were like, I said, how is Ian? And they go, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> Kind of a dick. And I went, why? And they go, he didn't try to fuck any of the waitresses. And I go, that's the thing. You're not supposed to fuck the waitresses. And they go, well, what? I mean, I go, do I try to do that? And they go, but you're married. He's not married. That's the not. other guys come in and they try to hook up with us. And I go, he just sat in the green room. And I was like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to fucking do. You're not supposed to fuck the wait staff. Oh. Oh, fuck. All right, let's do this again in March. I'm in. Mean-